The Simply Standout Marketing Podcast is for you, the small business owner wanting to supercharge your marketing with simple, actionable strategies and inspiration so you can smash your goals and grow your business. Now it's your turn to discover what actions to take to make your business truly stand out and succeed. Let's get started. And welcome to the Simply Stand Up Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki O'Mara, and today on the show, we're talking all things website design with the talented Kevin Fouché, who is the creative director at Sydney-based website design agency, Pixelfish. Welcome, Kevin, to the show. Great. Thanks for having me along. Ah, our pleasure. Look, I met you, Kevin, a couple of years ago when I was actually looking for a professional web designer to take all the website copy and images that I'd created for one of my clients and turn it into an amazing website, which they love, by the way. Um, So you and your brother Mark did such an amazing job that we've continued working um, together ever since, So, which I love. Now, I've been in the writing, you know, writing copy for for websites for um, I would say decades really. So I've dealt with a lot of really good and a lot of really bad web designers. And I've also made plenty of mistakes myself. Um, I've also spent a lot of time fixing others' costly mistakes, which I'm sure you have too, Kevin. And that's why I think it's so important that Anyone with a website has a better understanding of web design, which is why I wanted Kevin on the show with us today so he could give us that background because, of course, I'm certainly not a web web designer or a web developer, um, but Kevin is one of the best. Now, Kevin, you have an amazing story behind Pixelfish that I actually had no idea about until we decided to do this interview. So, yeah, it, it was quite funny. Phoebe, uh, my assistant, and I were uh, loving reading through your through your bio and then listening on Spotify to some of the things that you've been doing in your life. So can you tell us a little bit about Pixelfish and how you actually came up with you know founded pixelfish i suppose yeah no it was um it was interesting being invited to come on the podcast i realized geez one of the questions was do you have a bio and i was like no i don't have a bio so i <laughs> i sat down and wrote one yeah so look basically my story is um obviously today i i run a business with my brother mark doing websites we've pretty much been very close brothers our whole lives right back to Early on in life, yeah, when, I, when I finished school and I was doing uni and then I started playing playing music, um, I play guitar. My brother, he joined our band as the bass player. And, yeah, we basically played with our band all around Australia. We went overseas, as you do, do lots of touring. And during that process of um, as the music was getting more and more busy over the years, um, both Mark and myself were both working um, in full-time jobs doing design. And, um, yeah, it just got to the point after – after a few years that I was leaning very heavily on my boss all the time to get more and more time off work and Mark was too. And yeah, so eventually just got to the point where we're like, well, what are we doing? Why don't we just um, start up a little design business together so we can, we can work on the road, we can we can do the touring, do the music, and then we can still do, get some money through the door that way. And yeah, so it's been great. And, and over the years as the uh, the band and everyone you know, got married, had had kids and, and things kind of die down on that front, um, the, the business has been the thing we've been able to keep going and, and ramp up over the years. So, 
yeah, the two of us from playing on stage now to basically uh, running our, our design business together. It's been um, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, well, it certainly sounds like it has. So, how long has Pixelfish been going for? It's yeah, so over this, a decade, isn't it? Yeah, so this is um, fifteen years in business for myself and Mark. We we started back in two thousand and seven, basically as a, a little uh, boutique graphic design business you know we did logos and brochures and we did the occasional website but websites really were in their infancy so we kind of were just doing little uh, photoshop designs and slicing them up and sticking them up in dreamweaver and clients would get a new website and they wouldn't really touch it for years until they'd come back um but probably over the last we over the last 10 to 11 years as um cms's like wordpress have become more widely used and the need for businesses to um not just launch a website once every five years, but to have a website that they need to update. Um, yeah, our, vis- our business has evolved to pretty much nowadays where we are purely focused now on just doing the websites for clients and we've kind of moved away from from doing all the old uh, designing of brochures and business cards and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everyone needs a website or pretty well everyone does these days. So, um, so much as electronic, which is, uh, which is fantastic and it's great. It was actually great to read your story in your bio about, um, you know, going from, uh, you know, having a band playing, you know, playing for, uh, now what do you call it? Sort of not backup band. Um, is oh, that we're the, the correct the terminology? Band. Yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of, <laughs> yeah. when you did touring, you did for the smaller shows, you do your own headline acts. And then uh, when you were lucky enough, you got to do um, touring with bigger bands where you get to go up and uh, open the shows and warm up the crowd for the main acts, which were, was always a lot of fun. Yeah, so nothing like going from that to uh, to website design. So you certainly know how to definitely stand out and, um, yeah, get the crowd moving. Uh- <laughs> well, look, I think also when you're, a, when you're a struggling band, you have to do everything yourself. So Mark and I, were uh, we were designing the flyers and printing them out and handing them out to people and then designing our own websites and all that so you kind of um you just have to do those things uh being a musician to being a designer i think they kind of flow into each other pretty well yeah definitely now let's get into some of the stuff to really help those people who are looking to either create a brand new website or to revise their current site um from your point of view what are some of the keys to really great website design i think the, the fundamental behind every website I always feel is it needs to be authentic. So I always say to clients that your website really needs to be a digital uh, online version of the way that you run your business in day-to-day life. So if you're a business that takes pride in the way you deal with clients, you might have signage in your vehicle, you might have uniforms, you, yeah, you, you, you're carrying out everyday tasks for your clients in a professional manner. And if you don't have a website that lives up to that same level of expectations from uh, not just your existing clients but prospective ones, then you're really, you're really letting yourself down. A lot of businesses out there may decide they want to skimp costs on a website or things like that. They'll, they'll spend money on, you know, getting the latest souped-up company car with all the extras on it and then they'll neglect the website. And what they fail to realise a lot of the time is there's a lot of people who are being referred your way that will go to your website and may not actually even contact you because they they see a uh, a letdown with what they're, they're viewing online. Um, and we, we, we come across this all the time where um, businesses 
you know, there's been plenty of clients that have walked through the door and I've met them. And once I've, I've started to work on their website, I'm shocked about how big their business is and what they're actually doing because their existing site was so poor. So um, just make sure that your website, whatever um, type of business you run, that it reflects who you are in your stage of business. That, that, and that's really the good thing about websites, I really think, is that websites gone are the days where, you know, 15 years ago when we first designed sites where you'd build and you'd launch something and it basically would stay up as a static website for five years until the business decided they wanted to do something different. Nowadays, businesses really should be keeping their website up to date. Um, for a lot of businesses, it doesn't mean that you have to be in there every day adding new things, but just making sure that as your business grows and evolves and you're adding and removing services or you're, got, you're getting new people come on board or leave, that you make sure that your website um, reflects who you are in day-to-day life. Yep. Yeah. Look, I, I totally agree because I have... I speak to so many different people, whether they're clients or not, and so many of them don't see the the benefits of website, you know, actually having really professional, authentic website design. Um, and that's from the words, the images, you know, using using something that looks like it's from a totally different, you know, image that looks like you know it's a stock image from a different country yeah. and doesn't represent theirs and and the words and the design and you know if you think about it how many websites have we all been to that we've gone um oh you know what I actually thought they'd be really good but I'll go to this next one because they're telling me how to you know how to do business with them what they stand for why I should do business with them and they look really professional and that I can trust them a lot lose that trust factor just by looking at design yeah so let alone anything else I I do think it is hard for a lot of businesses and obviously everyone's got at different stages in business they've all got different budgets and and things that they're striving for and look, iStock images are, are a great example. We use a lot of stock images on different websites. And I suppose the key, if you're dealing with someone who's a good designer, they're going to try and find a collection of images mixed in with your actual, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're lucky enough to have your own original photography as well to put in the website, that you put together a blend that it, I always come back to the authenticity part of it. It needs to basically reflect your business Um, you know plenty of businesses we come across there's spelling mistakes throughout there's broken links Um, you know I even had one of our clients is a a painting company their previous site had their name spelt incorrectly all the way through the whole website and and things (laughs) like that you know so I think it always comes down to doing something right and correct Um, we've got uh, in fact I've got a guy coming in this afternoon for a meeting he called me on Friday afternoon I went back through my emails whilst I was on the phone to him and we had, we had in fact, spoke four years ago in 2018 when he was looking at doing his website the first time and he said to me on the phone, I, I went cheaper, I thought I'd you know, cut corners and then four years later he's basically stuck in the same position. So he said, well, what do we do? I said, well, we're going to do the exact same thing we spoke about four years ago. So I think it's about get, getting something done correctly um, that reflects your business and it's not, not a dud, so, so to speak. <laughs> Yes, yes. And and it is so true. And people, I think, are shocked by how much, you know, that it does actually cost money to do things properly so that they can get the results. I think with there is so much free software, you know, the free platforms and, and all the rest of it. Um, it. It's like the difference between, I always say, 
going doing your tax yourself, you know, as a business I'm talking about, um, doing your tax yourself and giving it to an accountant. You know, there's, there's going to be a difference in how much money you get back um, from that investment. But there are ways of, of doing a lot of stuff yourself, I believe, um, without a doubt. But, yeah, doing it properly from uh, and setting those foundations, I always say to people, get the foundations right from the very, very start and then build up. You don't have to do everything all at once because there's no point in spending thousands of dollars of Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever it is, and then sending them to a website that doesn't convert. Yeah, exactly. People, you know. Yeah, I, I always say to, to clients, I said, you know, you don't need to jump straight in. If, if, if you're just a startup business, you don't need to jump in with it. You're trying to compete with these other people with big 35, 40-page websites. Start with something small, but exactly what you said before is correct. You know, if you're going to then start running Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn ads and things like that, you're going to be spending all this money on these these paid adverts only for people to come back to a site that's disappointing, that doesn't connect with them and ultimately doesn't convert. So, um, yeah, and look, there are, you know, one of the, the things I, I think we are all very lucky with in, in modern life is that we jump on to think, you know, whether you perceive things like Facebook to be free, um, but people don't understand the amount of work and money that's gone into all these different platforms that they're jumping onto. So the great thing I think with your website, as opposed to, you know, you can have an Instagram account, you can have Facebook, you can have all these other platforms that you use, which are terrific. Um, and a lot of these other platforms are maybe a free way of getting up and going. And obviously they derive their money from, from advertising, but your website is the one uh, online presence that you got that's truly independent. So if you, for whatever reason, you don't want to go down the whole social media realm, the website's the 100% uh, independent aspect of your business online. You can put whatever you want on there. You've got total control of it. And I think that's the one thing when people assume from the beginning that, yeah, and look, yeah, you can go go down to GoDaddy or Crazy Domains and spend hardly any money and just build your own website yourself. It's going to look very generic and bland it's going to load very slow it's probably not going to perform for you but if that's all you've got at the very beginning of your business just to get you going for the first few months um some people do that i think probably the main thing i always say to clients is if you really value your business and you want other people to invest and spend money on you for your services then you need to treat your own business the same way so you need to invest in your website invest in your content writing invest in your branding all, all those type of things then do do help you grow. Um, and over the years, you know, we've probably worked with oh, probably 400 businesses in, in our time with different things with their websites. And pretty much every time we've had a client come in from, from the get-go, even as a startup, if they're a business that invests in themselves, they've got plans, they've got budgets, they're ultimately nine times out of ten, the businesses that we turn around in two years go, wow, these guys have grown now. They've got six people on their team. Um, the businesses where we, we get a phone call 12 to 18 months later, say, hey, I need to pull the website down, business is going under. Often I've been able to identify at the very beginning steps of the process when we've actually sat down to develop a website with them that they just haven't had that mentality. Um, and I think that if you have a long-term view of your business, um, your website's just one aspect and, you, and your website will grow with you. So, um, yeah, start small and keep growing. Yep, definitely. And one thing I, um, oh, many years ago, I think when my kids were really, really little, I decided as a test, because I mean, I've been working in, in marketing communications for like 26 years. And 
I sort of thought, oh, I always, you know, graphic design, okay, I send that to a graphic designer. I, you know, send websites to, um, you know, to people like to website designers to do all the work. And I thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to see what it takes to develop my own website, which I did in WordPress and, you know, it looked it looked fantastic. And the one thing that I realised, oh, my God, it was so much work. <laughs> like... And I'll never ever, so I'll never ever do it again. It wasn't, I didn't ever want to become a website designer, but I wanted to understand the back end and how it worked and how much work it was. And when I realized how much work it was to even just do it myself, I went, okay, yep, that's, um, that's another reason why. I like web de- web designers actually doing all the stuff because there's so much tech stuff involved as well, even with all the free stuff. So now talking about platforms, what should people consider when they're actually choosing a platform for their website? Yeah, so that, look, there's a range of different platforms out there. What you really want to be making sure that you're using um, what's known as a CMS platform, meaning that you can actually manage the content of your website moving forward. There are options out there, like you've got things like Shopify, you've got, um, you know, like a Wix website, a Weebly website, <clears throat> and, and look, but they, they serve their purpose. A lot of clients, if they're wanting to do it themselves, um, will go down one of those paths. Probably one of the things you just need to, re- to remember with a lot of those systems is that their, their low-cost entry um, point really is because you're then working on their particular platform. So if you build up your Wix website and you go, now I want to take it myself and do something with it, you basically, it, it's stuck on that particular platform. Um, we, we've we been working with WordPress, which is an open source platform for the last 10 years. WordPress is not owned by any one particular um, corporate organization out there who holds you to account with a license. So essentially what that means is that there are you know, hundreds of thousands of web developers around the world who can basically build you a great WordPress site. Now, having said that, you know, I could spin up a quick little five-page website in two hours and it's going to have not much on it and, it, you know, it may not look terrific um, or, you know, you can you can build a five-page website that might take 30 to 40 hours. It's totally custom design. It looks fantastic and it works perfectly well. Um, probably when you, when you touched before on the amount of time that it takes, it's probably – and one of the reasons we enjoy, I suppose, doing websites, it, it's a nice blend of the technical aspect and design. But also more importantly, I think, and, and you probably come across this a lot with your content, is you'll be sitting across the room from the client and they can explain all the things that they've got in their business, but they can't put it down in words. And it's the same with the website that they can't. So there's a real skill It's and it's it goes beyond just visual design. It's It's, it's more like design thinking where... You're trying to extrapolate from a client what is their actual business about, what differentiates them from other people, and then how can we in a visual aspect and using their content create a website that really, and I'll go back to that authentic um, aspect I spoke about earlier, how do you make a website that uniquely looks like them? And as you know, you know whether it's getting someone to write you professional content or do social media strategy, strategy for your business, that you can't you can't using a cookie cutter method get something for yourself that you'll be very proud of that looks unique and that represents you uniquely um you can go down the other path if you got less budget and you're happy just to get a cookie cutter template and just spin up something and get it going for the time being but if you really want to have something and if you're out there as a business owner who really wants to say hey look this is who i am this is what i do this is what sets me apart and what's make 
what makes my business different to the others and I really want other people to come towards me to pay me money for my services. If you don't take that same mindset into the website, um, I think you, you run into a bit of trouble. But, yeah, WordPress has been fantastic. There are, as you know, there are hundreds of thousands of different plugins and themes that you can use. So, again, it's it's about having the experience to know, hey, which particular free uh, themes and plugins can we use, which professional paid versions are the ones that we need. Because, as you know, there will be a, a range of different plugins out there. Every plugin you put into your website, it will add some element of functionality, but it's going to slow the website down. Some will break another theme or a different plugin. So, it gets very complicated trying to work out uh, exactly what to put in and what not to put in. So uh, I suppose that just uh, – and for us, you know, over the years, we used to work in a range of different um, platforms. But, yeah, for the last 10 years, it's just focusing really just on WordPress and there's so much going on just within WordPress um, to keep on top of um, for the work that we do. But it's it's great. It, I would highly suggest, you know, whether you, you want to trial do like a little free version of WordPress for a personal blog site to see how – it goes together or whether your business has got to the point where you actually want to have something that's more bespoke and is designed correctly and you can get terrible websites built in WordPress and you can get terrific websites built in WordPress. Some of the biggest and best sites out there that you may come across may very well be WordPress sites and you may come across another site that's just loads slowly and doesn't work and falls apart and that also might be built in WordPress. It just purely depends on how that person has built it. Yeah, and and as you say, that's one lesson I learned with you know plugins and and also working on lots of different platforms as well, is things break that you didn't ever know unless you have that technical background, which which I didn't. Um, I remember updating my site one day, and I can't remember it was some plugin reacted to something else and literally I lost the whole well I didn't lose it um because I had security I had backups and all the rest of Mm -hmm. it but the whole site went down um and all I had pressed was one button yeah and I know (laughs) websites are very different like I go back to you know back to our previous types of jobs we do when like for example if a client came to us wanting us to design a poster for their business to be advertising a product you'd spend all the time uh in InDesign designing the brochure or the poster, you would then create a PDF, hand that to the client. They could then take that to the printer, print off 100 copies. It could sit on their computer for three years. When they, when they run out of their brochures, they could go back to the printer, hand them over the same PDF file, and everything works. They could print everything again. And websites are quite different to that, um, it went, especially with WordPress. Once you've launched a WordPress site, it, you need to make sure that someone is – taking control of the hosting the the maintenance is a a big aspect so wordpress has about four updates a year the average site we build may have between 12 and 20 different plugins all one of every single one of those plugins gets updated four times a year the theme that you use also is four times a year so unless and look you might update to the latest version of plugin x and then all of a sudden it's broken the other one um, and so it's just the whole balancing act of making sure clients websites are managed well that they're updated so that they're protected from um, from spam and hacking but also that uh, you're making sure that things are backed up and and the like but it's yeah as I said a client it's having the mentality of understanding that a website's very different to like as I said like a PDF for printing business cards um, and that's probably one of the things people don't understand like every time you you visit Facebook it works you know there was that one last year where Facebook went down for a few hours and the whole world <laughs> nearly melted. 
Um, but people don't understand that they would have teams of thousands of people there constantly updating and maintaining and managing that system. And, and your website, even though it's much smaller, is no different. You do need to have some form of uh, maintenance plan to keep it going. Just like a car, you, you buy a car, you drive it out the dealership, you know, it needs to be serviced, needs to have oil and petrol and you know, new tyres put on. It doesn't just keep running until it um, you know, grinds to a halt. Um, so, yeah, there is that aspect of websites that um, someone does need to have control of. Um, we do provide that for our clients. There are some clients that want to do that in-house. Um, if they've got the the right number of people in-house that may have that expertise. But um, And there are other client, people out there who are just oblivious to the fact that they'll just launch their site and it, it may last a year, it may last two years, it may get hacked. Um, and your website coming down, believe it or not, is probably not the worst thing that will happen to you. The, the worst that is if um, if it does get hacked and then a lot of the spam bots then would send out um, malicious emails from your domain name out to people and then you get put on what's called a blacklist, which means that your own business can't send any emails out to anyone. And um, that's probably the probably the worst thing that can – yeah, your website can get pulled down temporarily, but if you get added to a blacklist multiple times, then – uh, we've had clients come to us who've um, we've eventually to buy them a brand. They've been hacked previously, and when they come to us, we've had to basically buy a whole brand new domain name from and build a new site on a brand new domain name, which has mm. zero domain authority. So there are things to be aware of, um, and that's why I suppose you need someone um, to help you look after that ongoing. Yeah, and also you know I know a friend, um, a friend's business, the website got hacked and got held to ransom. And, yep. you know, that's, that happens more and more. And it's not when you, especially when you're first starting out, it's often not something that you ever think about that, um, there is, you know, people's names and addresses. There, uh, uh, there is so much, uh, you know, your email, your credibility, your, everything goes in there. And you just don't think about it often with websites when you first start. No, you're right. It's you don't all you know. It's like when you're going into buying a property, you don't know all the the ins and outs of everything that could and may not happen until you go through the whole process and you've experienced every possible twist and turn. But yeah, it's I think probably one of the other biggest issues we find also is clients. You know, they might start the business and the business owner he'll then register the domain somewhere, then he'll have the hosting somewhere else and his email somewhere else, and before you know it, he's got ten different domains he's, he's registered, and then. The website's gone down and no one can work out where the domain is and where the hosting is and it can it can take a whole week to detangle where everything is sitting. So, um, yeah, yeah, there is a lot. And that, that happens more often. That happens a, a, an awful lot, I it, know, when... when it does, uh, <laughs> it does. And look, and things go wrong, you know, like we, um, yeah, yeah, clients can also have self-inflicted damage as well. Like we had a client who's, you know, the whole website went down and we spent half a day trying to work out what happened to it and... Uh, we end up realizing that she had basically just without realizing she was creating redirects on her website and she set a redirect from the homepage to nowhere. So for the whole day oh. when people were visiting the website, it was going to nowhere. And obviously we were checking everything from a technical aspect and everything was working fine. So there is human error as well besides um, malicious and technical things that you just need to make sure, I suppose, with when you do have a website that you've got at least someone that you can you can turn to that can give you assistance you know oh you know we've had to re restore website backups from the night before or two nights before if people have been jumping on uh, trying to do things and next thing they've broken it in half so 
you can break a website. You can yes. <laughs> you can delete your key <laughs> files. So. <laughs> Yep, yep, you can definitely. So, but yeah, I I've got to say, having that one person there that, or having someone as a backup person that you can call on to go, hey, I broke it. Um, can you can you fix it for me? So, now look, you've been through a few things um, with regards to some of the traps with uh, websites. What do you find people struggle with the most when it comes to creating a new website or even just revising their current one? I'd say content is the biggest hurdle on every project that we work with. Um, often, business, even if it's an experienced business owner, they can't get uh, what's in their head even out of their mouth. Um, so I think someone like yourself, like with the projects that we've worked on, where you get to understand the business owner really well and you can kind of extrapolate all of the content and start to break down in a concise way, this is their business, these are the services that they provide, these are the clients they deal with. Um, I often I always, often say to clients that you just need to, uh, if you aim, there's that great saying from American snipers, aim small, miss small. So if you know exactly, if you're going to be very precise about who you're targeting and exactly what you do, um, at least that if that doesn't resonate exactly with the exact person you had in mind, it'll resonate with someone closely around that mark. Um, so I think the bigger, as I said, the biggest pain point is always content. It sounds silly, but yep. it's not the design; it's always content. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that's actually one of the things that I've found. I mean, yeah, I, I write content, um, but I found with so many people that they don't want to pay a professional copywriter to write it. And that's actually one of the reasons why I have come up with um, an online program, which I'm launching in uh, late March. So it'll be probably just after this episode is published and it's to actually step people through because there is a process that I go through and, I mean, it takes me days to write a website um, because there's there's brand messaging, there's there's all these things. But, I mean, as there are, is in design, there's a whole framework that we work with in, from the content side of things to make sure that it actually converts and, um, you know, the way that users want to do things. And I just sort of figured, well, um, not everyone can afford to hire a professional copywriter and some people just don't want to and that's okay. So that's why I just went, oh, you know what, I'm actually going to come up with, I'm going to put everything from my head um, into a program and, um, yeah, so I'll be excited to actually get that out and and try and, well, which will make your job easier too. I think, I think it's a terrific <laughs> idea because I think, you know, as I said, every business is at a different stage. Some people are, might be poor with their time when they're running a very busy, successful business, other business when they're first starting might have more time in their hands. Um, and I, but, yeah, if the hard part is always how do you get that content out of them? So if you worked out the magical ingredients, that would be a fantastic uh, <laughs> fantastic tool for people to use. <laughs> Make our jobs a lot easier for sure. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. And at the end of the day, you want them making more money and for their website to be more successful yep, exactly. um, and to grow their business. So um, that's that's really all I want at the end of the day. And if that helps them, then, then that's great. So that's for sure. Now, hey, um, when people are looking for a web designer, 
what should they look for um, in a web designer so that they, you know, find out, find the right person uh, rather than, you know, I, I've had a lot of people, a lot of clients come to me with, oh, my God, yep, had this web designer, look at what they did and you just, you know, I look at it from my perspective and go, wow, that's why you've had no organic traffic and you've because you're, um, you know, there's no keywords, there's your services or your products page is just gobbledygook um, for the title and there's so many things. So what should they be looking for uh, if they're looking for a good web designer? Look, I, the first thing I'd say, just speak to them, get some references of other websites that they've done, even if you need a personal reference to call and actually um, if they're not engaging with you and actually asking you lots of questions to understand your business, that's what I do every t- every time I speak to someone. The main thing is about understanding their business. If someone doesn't ask any questions to understand your business and bombard you with a lot of different questions, which may put put you off initially, but what a good web designer is really doing is they're just trying to understand you and your business so they can build a better idea in their head in terms of you know what could possibly be done for you, but. Um, yeah, that'd be the best thing I'd suggest. And, and look at Google reviews, you know, as they go and go onto their website, look at other sites that they've built um, and perhaps even speak to some other clients that they've dealt with to get a, to get a good understanding. Yep. I think that's all, that's all very good. And I think also understanding where, um, where their staff or the people who are going to be creating your website, one trap I have fallen into and, yeah, it wasn't a good one, was thinking I was dealing with someone um, this particular was an Australian business and what I didn't realise was that the people doing the the developing of a website were actually based in, I can't remember, India or, or somewhere like that, which is, you know, that is fine. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they actually went missing. The, you know, the person, it was nearly, nearly done yeah. and there's nothing we could do. So we ended up with a like three quarters finished website and um, it was an absolute nightmare. I'm not saying that will always occur, but to me, I now always ask the question, who is de- who will be developing? Because I want to know that. Oh, look, I, I think you know the more questions you can also ask of them. You know, like we haven't heard the story for a little while, but there used to be at, almost a lot of times I get people call me up, and the web designers now back packing across Europe, and now they've disappeared. And I think, look, when, when we when we run our business, you know, I think it does give people heart when they know how long you've been in business. They know we've got a physical office that they can come and visit. They know. They can see lists of clients that we work with. We're even happy for them to talk to other clients. I think the more open that a a web developer can be with you, and also they should explain their process. So every web designer has got their own process. Um, We've got our own for different types of projects. I think the more you can find out, just so you know who you're dealing with, that you're not, um, whether it's not just the middleman who's just taking your money and then just briefing it overseas and then just disappearing as soon as that's done. Um, Yeah, I think think that should help. And obviously, everyone's got different different uh, dreams for their site and what they want to deal with. But I think at least that way, you're going to find someone who um, works closely with the way you want things to be done. Yeah. And also, they've got to be, um, in my mind, you actually have to um, get that person. Like not everyone is for, not every designer or marketing person or whatever is for everyone. Um, you're going to have your people, you're going to, um, you've got to find someone who gets you. 
and that you want to work with and that you really like and that you trust. So this, there's plenty of designers out there. It's just finding the one that you like their designs. It's you know like finding a photographer. You look at their photos and go, oh, yeah, no, that's a bit out there for me or, or I absolutely love it. So, yeah, so looking at other people's websites yep. is, I think, also a really good one. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think yeah, we've had a few people, um, you know, when we've presented websites to, there was one comment last week I think Mark sent me. Was like, they just wrote, oh, yeah, I just knew that you guys got us straight away. Like you've, you've smashed it out of the park. You've, you've hit the nail on the head. Like it looks exactly like what we had talked about. You guys understand us. And I think you're right. It's like when, you know, people trust their, their hairdresser they've been going to for years, someone who you know will do a good job. And sometimes you've got to dive in the deep end. You don't, you don't know how it's going to turn out. Uh, and I always just say to people, if you, if you want a good idea of what the project's going to end up, you can look at some other ones we've done and then just trust us that the process will will lead that way. Um, yeah, it does take a leap of faith really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. And, look, it's one of those things where I've also found with things like Google reviews and all the rest of it, I'm always a bit wary um, of reviews on, you know, in Facebook groups or um on Google because I know how easily they can be manipulated or paid for. And um, so, so yes, so always in my mind talking to, you know, talking to your web designer um, and having a look at their work. And even if you can talk to one of their clients, I think that's absolute gold. Yeah. Now we've had a few people ask, ask us to, um, put a personal uh, reference for them and yeah that's that shouldn't be i mean it's usually only on, on bigger projects where there's there's more at stake but um yeah 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 definitely so kevin what advice can you give someone wanting to build a website but they don't know where to start it's a good question actually i'd, I'd probably say at the very beginning um probably looking at your own business, finding out, you know, where do you, where does your business sit in terms of if it's a startup business, are you a, a young business that's had a few years under your belt and you're looking to grow or if you're an established business. And, and once you've had, once you've determined which um, particular, I suppose, phase suits your business, then looking at a lot of your competitors and seeing um, what are they actually doing, the people who are succeeding in your particular specialty, what are they doing with their websites? Are they running you know, for example, if you're a business that has the ability to sell products online, are they doing that? Um, uh, there's a really great website called builtwith.com. Um, you can grab any website of any competitor you've seen. You can whack it in there and hit analyze, and it'll even tell you which website platform that that website uses. So <laughs> that's a great little free tool you can use out there. Often people will call me and they're wanting a new website and they don't even know what website platform their site's on and that's a good little tool that can actually show you any site you're looking at, oh, you know, which um, which platform is this particular website built on? So that'd probably be a good one to look at. Um, I'd probably say uh, in in terms of your, your options with a website, I suppose, you've, you've got one of, I suppose, three different types of options. You know, if, if you're a small business, you can either do it yourself, um, you can... Uh, Go to somewhere like freelancer.com and or Upwork and you can create a whole brief and if you're prepared to spend time liaising with um, freelance developers to build your site. Um, some of the common <laughs> feedback I've had from people is that those projects can seem quite cost-effective at the beginning. Um, often they can lead to a lot of frustration in communication and delays and 
it can still be 12 to 18 months and a website's not complete. Um, or your other option is also just looking around some of the great um, other businesses that are succeeding in your area and just finding out, hey, who's the, uh, who's the best um, web designer that a lot of other businesses use? Who are they happy with? And, and finding someone that way. Um, yeah, or if you're, if you're a, bigger, um, a bigger agency that has their own um, advertising agency that they use, you know, then obviously um, you know, uh, I suppose more bespoke branding sites um, are done through, through that way. But I'd say pretty much with, with all the websites that we do in our business, we're either dealing with either someone like yourself who's been brought in on a project who's overseeing the, uh, the content and the strategy and the marketing um, or dealing directly with a, with a small business owner. But, yeah, there's, there's lots of ways to, to work out, I suppose, which particular uh, bucket you, you sit in. Um, but I think, yeah, as I said, probably looking at who's doing really well. Like and I always say to people, don't look at um, businesses that are where you want to be right now. Look at the businesses that are where you want to be in the future and seeing, you know, what do their sites look like? You know, if you've just got a little five-page site but they've actually got a 20-page site and they're using actual original photography on their site and you're just using stock imagery and things like that, um, try and strive to get the very best solution, knowing that once you get that website up and running, as you know, content, that content's there forever. So um, you spend time and effort investing in getting a good website with really great content, including if you're going to get you know, original photography. And once that's up there on, online, you know, that's going to serve you really well for the next you know, three to four years while you keep doing other things with your business. Yep. Yeah, I think that's all really, really good advice. And I also think um, there's a lot of great-looking websites out there, but I think it's important to ask, you know, if you see someone, you know, one of your friends or colleagues or whatever has a really great website, to actually ask them how is it um, how is it going in terms of producing leads and sales for them rather than because you can have a beautiful-looking website but if it doesn't have the right messaging or it doesn't, it's not user-friendly. So people go on there, uh, you know, you've got the three seconds uh, to capture their attention but people leave. Uh, yeah, you, you really need to find out, well, is it actually working for them uh, and what is working for them and what's not? Because they will always, I don't care how good a website is, there will always be something that you can improve on, that you can fix, that you can, um, you know, I know with mine, I can sit there every day and go, oh, I really want to fix this or that. Or, um, But, yeah, I think finding out is it actually converting, is it doing really well um, as well as the ones that you, that you love to look at that you can aspire to. I think I think they're great points. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been. It's happened to me many times. You've, you've been to like a business networking function, and you meet someone, you talk to them for ten minutes, and they walk away. And someone says, "What does that What does that guy do?" I'm like, oh, "I've got no idea." <laughs> um, the same with websites. Where I've, I've often, yeah, you'll have someone come in and they can talk all these things, and you look at their website, and I can't even someone who's experienced. I'm struggling to work out: is this person an accountant? What are they doing? Like. So I think the main thing really in terms of conversions, finding out what conversion means for your clients, um, whether it's leads, um, whether it is a profile. Um, as an example, you know, if you can't go to a website and see what the person does, what services they provide, who they provide those services for, what are some great examples of their services and then how to get in contact with them. If a website doesn't take you through those four steps of the process, um, essentially, it really is just a piece of art that's sitting there online. And 
um, you know, for someone who, who studied graphic design at uni, one of the, the main things you learn as a graphic designer is that it's art with a purpose. And it's the same with websites. It's not just there to look pretty. And yes, fair enough, part of um, making our client sites stand out from their competitors is the visual appeal of it. But unless the website is going to take someone through that journey, importantly, get them to get in touch with the business, if that's what, and I'll say that if that's what the business owner wants, because we've had some clients in the past that basically want a website just to stop all the uh, tire kickers from contacting them and they set the bar very high with their level of, uh, with what they offer. Um, and then you have other clients who come in and they purely just want lead after lead after lead. So I think the main thing is to, from a website, is to review what was the purpose of your website and is it doing um, that exact thing for you? And if it's not, as I said, even with your own website, same with us, where we're constantly going back and how do we tweak and change this? Or, for example, hey, we haven't had so many uh, website inquiries for the last 90 days. Why is that the case? Um, and sometimes that takes you down the path and someone will realise, oh, actually the, the, the emails on the, the contact form are going to someone in the business who's left and people haven't received the uh, email, things like that, who, which as the, yes. the web designer, you've got no idea about the internal workings of a client. But there can be simple little things or someone hasn't, you know, they've, they've, they've added a new service which is really crucial to their business but they haven't added it to their website or um, they've changed their phone number and they haven't updated that on the website. So there's always things that you can, you can <laughs> add and change in your site to improve those things. Yep. Oh, look, I think that is fantastic. I think... Uh, all of this advice and, and information will should really help people who are looking to, you know, create a new website or or to revise their current one. Now, how can or where can people find you online? Well, it's pretty simple. We've um, we've got our website, pixelfish.com.au. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Um, I think the thing with our business really is that clients know and we give out our emails and our phone numbers. We're always more than happy to chat. Um, people like yourself as well, if you've got a, a client that you're speaking to that's having issues and concerns, as you know, I'm always more than happy to, to give some time and some advice. Um, and then down the track, you know, if it, if it, for us, if it ends up being a really good fit for a new project, well, that's fantastic. If not, at least we've parted some uh, advice uh, onto clients. But, yeah, mainly I suppose we've got our website. Um, we do we do a bit of social media on LinkedIn um, and Facebook and Instagram, but yeah, I suppose like if it wasn't our website as the main flagship, what would we be really doing? I suppose. <laughs> yes, very very true. So, and look, we will put uh, your details into the show notes as well, so people can find that. But look, thank you, Kevin, so much for taking the time to spend with me and, um, yeah, for, for giving us all your knowledge and um, it's wonderful and no doubt we will be working on a project very, very soon. Um, I'll be in touch later this week actually. <laughs> Kieran, for everyone out there because we've, we've worked on projects with Nikki in the past, she is fantastic and I can't highly recommend <laughs> you enough and also your podcast has been great. I've been getting some little bite-sized tips over the years, so very good. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so All much right. for that, Kevin. That's great. Rightio, thank you, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch soon. Thanks for listening to the Simply Standout Marketing Podcast. Head over to simplystandoutmarketing.com for the show notes, downloads, and even more great stuff to help you grow your business with marketing made simple.